What's up? Welcome back. It's the Systems Made Simple podcast. This is episode 93. And I don't know about you, but I feel like growing a business in these uncertain times is so tough. And it is time that we stop ignoring this and start talking about it. And that's why in today's exclusive episode, we're talking about one thing, how to stay motivated through adversity in business. Because I mean, it's one thing to sit here and talk about systems and business and growth like nothing has happened and pretend like nothing has changed and basically ignore the fact that we are living in a radically different world than we were living in not that long ago. But if I have learned anything in business and if these past many, many months have taught me anything, it is that leaning into these times of uncertainty and really getting quiet and exploring what they're asking of us leads to the greatest growth. And today's special guest here on the show with me has a lot to share when it comes to navigating the extreme ups and downs of running a business. And I have a feeling that this episode will be one you want to come back to anytime you're feeling stuck, discouraged, or overwhelmed. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple podcast. All right, before we jump in to today's amazing goosebump-inducing episode, because what is about to hit your ears is a really powerful conversation, truly, I want to thank our featured listener this week, Meg, who says, I highly recommend this show to all of those online business owners out there who are feeling burnt out, but who still desire to make an impact in the world and grow their business. Every single episode is packed with practical and actionable advice on how to do that. Meg, thank you so much. You know, reading these reviews every week, I feel like I say this every week. I probably do say this every week because it is so true. Reading these reviews makes my heart soar. I mean, really, every time a new review comes in on the show, my heart does a little leap and a little flip just to know that you showing up here week after week listening to me is giving you value, that it's making a difference in your life, that it is having an impact. And you know, it's that ripple effect that I believe in. Sometimes we don't see the impact of our actions, but I believe that you listening might hear something here. And I like to imagine that maybe you go out and do something with that something that you heard here on the show and that it impacts another person's life. And they go out and impact another person's life and the ripple effect just continues. So thank you, Meg, for taking the time to let me know how the show is impacting your life. And if you listening haven't left a review yet, I would really appreciate if you take a minute to do so.
So today's special guest, <laughs> she is an expert at navigating the ups and downs of business. She's been doing it for almost 26 years, and she started with only $500 in a dream and has now grown her company to an over $3 million enterprise. So I can think of no one better to share with you on this topic than Christy Bracado, my special, special guest today. And in this episode, you're about to hear why it is okay for things to feel chaotic while running a business. There's no avoiding it. This is a big one. And I feel like we tend to gaslight this fact and we show our Instagram rosy side, you know, when we're running a business and we want to look good and we want everyone to think we have our act together. It reminds me of a meme I saw on Instagram recently and envision this for a second. So there's a mirror leaning up against a wall and the reflection in the mirror is an apple. Maybe you've seen this meme. So you see an apple reflected in the mirror, but then you are standing behind the apple and you see that on the backside of the apple, there's a big, huge bite taken out. And the meme said, the little words next to the pretty picture of the front of the apple in the mirror, reflected in the mirror, were what you see on Instagram. And the words next to the bite taken out of the apple, which is kind of what you see behind the scenes, is what it really feels like to run a business something to that effect. And it was very powerful because this, you know, we all know it. We all put our best foot forward online. We want everyone to think like we got it all together. But the truth is, we don't always have it all together. I don't. I don't know about you. Maybe you have it all together all the time, but I definitely don't. But I used to be terrified of people knowing that, of people knowing that, oh my gosh, today was a really hard day or I'm so scattered or I'm not meeting deadlines right now or I have dropped the ball 12 times this week. I didn't want people to know that because I thought or I made it mean that if I was failing, somehow I was a failure. And that's just not true. And you're going to hear Christy talk about that today. And she's also going to give you permission to simply be wherever you are in business right now, whether it's total and complete chaos, whether you're in a place where you're discerning your next move, whether you're in a place where you feel like you're barely hanging on for dear life. It's okay to be where you are. She's also going to talk about how to spend more time in your zone of genius by prioritizing what brings you joy. I could do a whole nother episode on this topic alone. This has been something near and dear to my heart lately, really examining those areas in my life that bring me joy and noticing which ones are not bringing me joy and beginning to prioritize the ones that are bringing me joy. And Christy has some very, very practical steps that she's about to share with you on how to do that. Plus, we talk about the step-by-step plan to either reigniting or redefining your love for what you do, whatever that is, whenever you are struggling to feel motivated. And then we also get into business systems a bit and talking about what it's like to grow a team, what it's really like, how to treat them like your family while respecting you like a boss, and the real truth about your back-end business systems and why they're not meant to be static. So if you have been struggling to find your joy lately in the work that you do, and it sort of feels like you're just going through the motions, doing what you can to hang on, but you're just not sure of where you're headed, then listen closely to my voice right now. This episode was made for you. 
Christy, welcome to the Systems Made Simple podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining us today, and I feel like, I don't know, I've been looking forward to your interview for quite some time, so I'm really glad to dive into what we have to talk about today. Well, I'm so happy to be here, and I too have looked forward to joining you. I listen to your podcast um, all the time, and it truly brings me joy, and it helps keep me focused in my day-to-day work, and I'm really excited to share with your listeners a little bit of my story. I love that. I love hearing from, first of all, those that listen to the podcast. You know, as a podcaster, sometimes it can get a little lonely. And I mean, these interviews I love. I was just telling you that right before we hit record. Like, this brings me so much joy just to sit here and have these conversations with people like you who have so much value and wisdom and knowledge to share. And even the solo episodes, you know, I can kind of be over here in my groove and I'm just recording and get a little lonely. So, like, when I hear from listeners, it, it means so much. And so, for you listening, you know, if you haven't left a review, or if you haven't reached out, you know, on Instagram, or wherever, just to let me know how the show's impacting you. I'd love to hear from you because that's what keeps me going. And it's interesting, you know, the thing that really resonated with me when you reached out about coming on to the show was, was your story. And it was just the adversity that you've overcome in your business, it was the perseverance with which you have kept going over what? It's been 25 years in business that you have been running your business now. Is that right? 26 this month. 26 years. Wow. I mean, I feel like so many entrepreneurs, especially in our fast-paced world today, just want to give up too easily myself included, like my hand goes up here because there have been many times, especially in the chaos of just this past year or so with COVID and everything going on, that I've wanted to throw in the towel and be like, what's it all worth? Like, what, why, you know? But you said something to me just a moment ago, right before we hit record that, oh, it just spoke to me. And I want you to share that with our listeners as well, because I feel like, and I'm not going to steal your thunder, like you share what you just Mm -hmm. told me about how to stay focused through those times of adversity and what really keeps you pulling forward. Because I feel like this is something, it's a message that's so needed right now, especially because so many entrepreneurs are struggling with that, Mm -hmm. you know, with keep just to keep going. It is very hard to keep going. And especially during this time with COVID and the hurricane and excuse my voice, I I ripped out sheetrock in my home last night. So this is a real life situation going on right now. So the voice is not exactly great. But, you know, whenever you are focused on what brings you joy, that is how that is where you have to bring yourself every day, because in the day to day activities of running a business, Um, you know, managing a team and all those things that come along with having a business every day, you have to bring yourself back to that place. Why am I here? What is my why today? For me, it is to bring joy to people in with gifting. You know, every gift recipient that receives a gift will be so happy, so overjoyed, so excited, no matter the occasion, it could be a sympathy, they will smile. And that is the reason why I do what I do every day. And that sometimes gets lost. And I understand that as a business owner, no matter what kind of industry you're in, you will get wrapped up in those day-to-day things. And a lot of times the things you don't enjoy, 
and you will forget of your about your why and you will want to throw your hands up and say why am i doing this i'm not making any money or i might be making money but i'm missing out on my kids activities or i'm working so much and so long what am i what is this for and you forget you know you forget your why and no one's going to do that for you you have to bring yourself back there every day and remember or like you said you will give up you know what I love so much about what you just said is even bringing it down to what is my why today? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for many people in business, you know, we've heard that before. Like we start out with our why. Like, okay, get clear on your vision and what are you doing and why are you doing it and what is that thing that's going to keep you going when it does get tough? But like you said, the chaos of life, as we have all experienced this past year and a half or so, can just sometimes steal your focus and it steals your joy and it takes you away from that. And so I know for me, I've had these experiences in my own business where I've tried to get back to why I started or why, you know, what the heck was my why way back when, you know, and and how can I reconnect with that? And sometimes it just feels so far away. Mm -hmm. So do you have any tips or any advice, you know, and that's why I love what you said about like, what is my why today? Mm -hmm. You know, for when you feel like, you've disconnected from it, or when things just feel so stressful and overwhelming that that spark just isn't there. How do you relight that? I think it might be a little different for everyone. I can only speak for myself. I like to take a day, whether it's going to the mall or getting a pedicure or that that one time every now and then when I can get my hair done. And I really just try to unplug from social media, from just just really from everything. And think about when you first started your business, what was that? What was that inside of you that made you say, I want to do this? You just have to bring yourself back there and remember, remember that feeling and get creative again, you know, sit down with your notebook and just write down and journal all the things that you love about your business or the things you want to change or fix or just what, what motivates you and forget about those problems for a minute because problems are going to be there. That's just a part of being an entrepreneur. You're not going to get away from them, right? They're going to be there every day. And when it's, and when you're going to have work problems and then you're going to go home and now you have home problems. It's just, and I hate to use the word problems. What I mean is just, you have to go home. You have to cook. You have to clean. You have to wash clothes. You have kids to take care of, you know, just hard conversations sometimes about money. Well, you can't bring that to work. And then you have your work day-to-day things like employees, hiring, training, creating systems, maybe fixing broken systems, marketing, sales, just, oh my goodness, I could just go on and on. So you have these things going on in your two worlds and everyone has the same 24 hours. So somewhere in there, you have to bring yourself back to a place that makes you happy. So you can say, okay, Christy, this is why you're here and you enjoy this. So let's, let's go. Let's get this done. Real talk for me for a moment. This year has been incredible. Like if 2020 was hard, 2021 takes the cake. I am really just keeping my fingers crossed for 2022 here because I'm like, can it really get any more chaotic and any more challenging than this year has felt for me personally? And, And there's been so many people that I talk to that are going through so much right now. 
in their lives, it just is that feeling of like one thing after the next, after mm-hmm. the next. Like, when are we going to get a break? When are we going to get a breather? And I got my breather this June, not by choice, but my entire family had COVID in June. And that brought everything to a screeching halt. And at first, I struggled with that. I struggled to stop. I struggled to slow down. I was so worried about all the things that weren't getting done. And fast forward now, looking back here four months later, following the hurricane that just hit down here in New Orleans and all these little things that have gone on in between, it's really been the biggest gift that I could have received this year. All those challenges, all that adversity, because it made me stop. And it made me look at what wasn't working in my business. Whereas before, I was just trying to keep up. I was just trying to get it done, check it off the list, move forward. I had fallen into that rhythm, as many of us do, even when we're practicing mindfulness, even when we are trying to focus on the things that are in our zone of genius, that bring us joy. Sometimes you can just kind of get on that hamster wheel. And I did. I was. That's where I was. And like I said, it was the biggest gift because it's really helped me ask some really big, hard questions of myself and really focusing in my own life and in my own business. Like, okay, wait, Courtney, what is it that you're passionate about? You know, I can give you on one hand the top five things in my business that if I could do that all day, every day, I would be the happiest girl in the world. It wouldn't matter how much money I made. That is just what brings me joy. But I had gotten so far removed from that by dealing with all this stuff. So I I really, really resonate with this idea of taking a day and just revisiting that and doing that like on a recurring basis, you know, doing that once a month or once a quarter, however often you can, as long as it's something that you begin to do regularly. Mm-hmm. Because again, the chaos of life can just sweep you under sometimes and we can get removed from that. So I'm really curious then, too, to hear because, you know, you started your business with $500 and this year you're going to be a $3 million company, which is absolutely incredible. And that's testament to who you are and to just the perseverance that you've had as a business owner through the years. And you have two children. You're a busy mom. You run an amazing company that has grown so much through the years. And I'm curious to hear, like, what was that journey like? You know, because I know you had mentioned to me a while back that you were kind of just wearing all the hats in your business. You were you started out that way, as many of us do. But now you have a team that's working with you. Now you've got systems in place that has given you your time back to stay focused on what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So I would love to just dig into your story a little bit. Like, tell us, you know, when when you started, kind of what was the first turning point for you and when it came to getting systems in place and even hiring team members? Well, when I started, I was uh, 23 years old and $500 started really small, but I had this huge vision. And because I was so young, banks obviously wouldn't loan me money. I didn't have any credit. I was right out of college. So I had to get very creative and go to a family friend who had a business and I, I, he loaned me money. So he was my bank. And after a few months of doing everything on my own, of course, it was really small at the time. I realized I needed help. I had, ne- I had no experience in hiring employees. I had no idea where to even start. And we did not have social media. So it was really, really old school. So I hired a delivery driver. Because first and foremost, I needed 
a delivery driver because I, I obviously couldn't take orders and deliver. Um, and no cell phones, by the way, back then. So it was really, really new. So through the years, I um, hired lots of different people and we had no systems in place. Everything was just thrown at us like just spaghetti on the wall, right? And you just did whatever you could do to get through the day. At about year 16, and that's how long it took for me, I realized that if I do not create systems that work in my business, I am never, ever, ever going to make it over the million dollar mark. There was just no way because Christy could not do everything. And I had great employees, but still they didn't have anything to follow. They just did whatever I told them to do, um, you know, whatever needed to be done. They just all did everything. And it was just a very chaotic world. As I started to create systems that worked like a production system. So I had a production manager, a delivery system, several delivery drivers, a shipping and receiving system, a system for reaching out to new clients and, and marketing. And then, of course, as social media became a thing, a social media digital marketing system. So I would say those are my top five. And while they change and they have grown through the years and they've sort of um, molded themselves into different things, those systems are the ones that I go to the most when there's chaos. So at about year 20, I realized that my staff could no longer do everything. Each person needed a very specific role. And I'm really proud that we've done that because I think that 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 right there has enabled us to grow beyond, you know, the million dollar mark and the two million dollar mark. And I'll I'll be the first to tell you, I would not be where I am today without the staff that I've had and that I currently have because they bring so much knowledge. They bring experience um, they, they allow me to do my job and I allow them to do their job. And while we still are a team, there are days when I look at them and I think there's no way that I could do this today without you. Um, but systems in place and systems that can, can mold around the current situations in the world are what I need for my business. There's um, so much in what you said just now that I want to dig into because- yeah, First, okay, so first, these five systems, I'd love to hear a little bit more about each one and how those work for you. But I just want to point out something that you said, too, that really jumped out at me, which was how these systems change and grow. Mm -hmm. And this is so true. I think this is one of the things that people struggle with. And I used to struggle with this because I'm a box checker by nature, like scratch it off the list, check the box, move on. What's the, where's the next box, you know? <laughs> and so that was how I ran my business in the beginning. And so I thought that if I could just get XYZ system in place, then I don't have to touch it again. And that actually isn't necessarily true. Systems are designed to be, I call it like the backbone of your company. They're designed to be there to support you as you move and grow. But just like a child starts off with a child-sized backbone, as that child grows, the backbone needs to grow to support the growth. And it's the same thing in a business where, you know, those systems, if you think of it like your, your backbone of your business, they're meant to support you 
And that might also mean by default that they've got to change and grow with you. It's not like a set in stone thing per se. You start off with a system in place and and then simply allow that system to grow and evolve versus like the mistake I made in the beginning, putting it in place and then thinking like, okay, I have to be so rigid. No, that's, this is the system. This is how, you know, we, and, I mean, if you want to look at a, a, a <laughs> this is kind of funny, but if you want to look at a system of how systems and systematization can go wrong, just uh, look at the U.S. government. You know, there's so much red tape. There's so much rigidity. And it's like, that's not what it's designed to be. It's designed to be something, you know, especially for us as small business owners to grow with you. So give us an example. And I think marketing specifically, because this is one that I know will resonate with everyone listening. You know, we all have a business. We're all trying to market that business. We're all trying to get more eyeballs on our business build more awareness for our brand. Mm -hmm. How would you say your marketing system, first, if you could just kind of walk us through what that looks like, and then secondly, how has it grown and changed with you as you've grown and changed in business? Well, I I actually enjoy the marketing. So I decided in the whole systems process, I wanted to keep my hands in that. I wanted to be the one to go to networking events. I wanted to meet the new clients. Um, I like to reach out via email to my clients. Hey, how's it going? You know, do you need anything for holiday time? Whatever occasion it is. I enjoy talking to the client on the front end. It's just something I've never wanted to give up, which makes me kind of bad at it. Right. Because when you're wearing all the other hats and then you keep that one job that you that you really enjoy it, you you drop it. It becomes Oh, not as important, even though it really is the most important part because you need to reach new clients. So my marketing job has, while it's my favorite, it's probably the one that I'm failing at the most because I'm doing it. And I think that's important for the folks listening to understand that sometimes you do have to give up the thing you love the most so that it gets done the way you want. Um, So in marketing, also, there's, you know, digital marketing, which we outsource that. That's a whole language that I don't even want to learn because there's so much to that. So we outsource that. Then, of course, social media marketing is partly outsourced. And then my general manager handles the day to day social media posting, which brings a lot of money. That's a that's a huge source of income for us. So our marketing team is shared. And it's a work in progress. Yes. And you know, the work in progress piece too is something that I believe when you learn how to accept that in business is when you begin to grow. And the thing about, you know, it's the language I don't want to learn. I feel like there's so many aspects in business that it's like, you. that's a really great analogy is like learning a language. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake early on of trying to learn too many languages at once. Oh, I'm going to do Facebook ads and I'm going to do that myself. Oh, I'm going to learn how to do, you know, social media campaigns. I'm going to learn how to write my own copy and create my own sales pages for online courses or whatever it might be. And it was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You know, like, what is the language that you speak that you are, is kind of your native tongue, right? That's your zone of genius, hint, hint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the more you can, the more time you can spend speaking that and bring on other people who already speak the other languages to support support you, oh, then you can, you know, kind of get get things rolling there. So when it comes to your team, I'd love to dig into that a little bit specifically too, because you went from zero to a team of how many do you have now? 20. 
20 people. What's it like to run a team of 20 people? And what are some of the processes that you put in place that really, you know, got you to the place where you feel like y'all were all working in sync? Well, uh, I think whenever you put people in a role and you let them do their job and you let if they understand their role, that's when things start to work in sync. And look, keep in mind, there's folks on my team that don't necessarily have a role. You always need those people, those people that will just go where you need to go. Um, take the front staff, for example. You know, sometimes someone working in the front of the store, need they need to come to the back and help us in production. They need to come make gifts for a project. Or maybe we need to send one of them on delivery. So there's a lot of roles that intertwine. But whenever you have a production manager, a general manager, a, a shipping manager, you have these people that are in charge of something and they're good at it. That's when things begin to grow because they bring great ideas. They, you know, they're in their zone of genius and you allow them the flexibility to grow. You're always going to have staffing problems. There's always going to be someone on your team that's not happy or someone on your team that's not performing, or maybe they're just, they're like, like the hurricane in their world. They can't even come to work because their kids don't have school. So they can't perform physically or they're mentally just a wreck because of all the chaos in their personal life. But I think of my team as my family and, you know, I'm, I'm one of the oldest now. So it's like having a bunch of adult children that you love and you want to wrap your arms around and just take care of. And in turn, they take care of you. And that's truly how I feel about them because I can't go into a holiday season without all of them and all of them mentally and physically there. So you have to learn how to have fun, but also how to take care of business because obviously you can't have a day full of chaos and you know, wasteful spending and wasteful payroll and just people just running all over the place. Everyone has to have a role so they can get their job done. That is so valuable right there. That little nugget. I think this is one of the things too, that because many business owners start out by hiring from a place of desperation because they're like, I just need to get help in the door. You know, how do I, who, who can help me? Who's here? We kind of treat those first employees like a Swiss army knife, so to speak. And like you said, some people on the team may maintain a position like that where they can kind of jump between roles as needed, even though XYZ might be their primary role. But having specificity and having clarity on what roles you need to be hiring for, what that person's job is supposed to be, and helping them flourish in that role, like you said, by allowing them to grow, that that is such a game changer. It totally changes the whole nature and dynamics of working with a team. And I think your approach to treating them like family also shifts things as well. Because I don't know about you, and I don't know if you've ever felt this in your business and in growing your team, but I've struggled with the concept of being someone's boss. Because I've had so many experiences with not so great bosses through the years early on in my career that I never wanted to be that for someone else. And I think that has kind of hindered me in those early days of growing a team 
from really being able to connect with them and being able to to lead them in a way that allows them to thrive, if that makes sense. So have you experienced that? Like, how did you overcome that? Or is it really just that by treating them like your family, it just kind of shifts that perspective for you and it makes that that much easier? Well, I think you have to have a healthy balance. You know, you need to be a boss. Um, There are times when we have to have very difficult conversations. And if your staff is your friend, sometimes it's hard to have those conversations. So I try to have a healthy balance. I am your boss. Um, There is that definite line there, but I love you like family. So if you need help, if you need money because your insurance claims haven't come in, if you need time off to take care of your kids, if you need to bring your kids to work, whatever you need personally, I'm there for you, but you still have a job to do. So let's do that job. And sometimes the conversation is you're not doing your job effectively. We need to look at the systems in place. We need to look at what you did and we need to fix it and do something different. So it's really important to be balanced And I also want to go back to what you said about employees and Swiss Army knives. I still have to hire those Swiss Army knives. I just I just hired someone last week and I said, I don't know where your place is, but I just need help. I'm hiring out of desperation. The holidays are coming. I need at least six more people on my team. So you have to hire, throw the spaghetti on the wall. Who's going to stick? Who's going to be great? Who's the diamond in the rough? And I know where I need people to go, but I don't know who's going to go there yet. So it is really important that if you are hiring, it's okay to hire out of desperation, but with a goal in mind. And I think that's really important. You have to know where you might put people. You have to have a goal, but a soft goal because things change. Yeah, and allowing that to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, in our mastermind program, this is one of the things that we do talk about because when when it comes to hiring, I mean, we could have a whole nother podcast on just hiring. Like, I feel like that is such a big aspect of business. And it's having clarity on these roles. And so one of the things that I talk about a lot, in fact, I've talked about it here on the show before as well, is having clarity on the vision that you're building towards the team that you're building, you know, what's your vision for your team? What is, just like you have a vision for your business, you know, what is, what are the roles that you need filled? But to your point, sometimes it kind of works backwards, right? You might have the vision for your team. You might have the clarity on here's the roles, here's what we need to plug in next. But when you have a busy season coming up or when you are hiring and you're just trying to figure out where you need the most support and where someone, you know, getting getting to know someone, getting to know their strengths, getting to know where they can best support you. Sometimes it's a give and a take. And there there's a little bit of a process there and to allow it time because I feel like that's one of the biggest things, you know, we all try to move so quickly in business and there's this false sense of urgency that we place on ourselves, but slow is good. Mm-hmm. And slow gives you time to pivot to tweak. You know, it's the difference between driving at 90 miles an hour headed down and you don't see the curve up ahead that you need to slow down to take, right? And you take that curve at 90 or the difference between going at 30. And yeah, it might take you longer to get up ahead, but when you get to that curve in the road, you're not going to go flying off the side of the cliff, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it allows you that time and that space to really grow and, and to be flexible in that. And I want to circle back to to the fine line between, you know, being someone's boss 
And also just treating them like family and being there for them. And I think, you know, this is so important because we can wind up on one side or the other too often, right? We can wind up on the micromanagey like boss side. And then we could also wind up on like the, I want to be your friend side. And then that gets weird because then you try to be someone's boss or you have to have a difficult conversation. And then, you know, it doesn't really usually go well from there. So how do you specifically hold those boundaries with your team? How do you set that boundary from the onset? Is that something you do in your hiring process or onboarding them? No, honestly, Courtney, I I don't have a specific system for that. Um, It's just something I feel in my heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Through the years, you know, when I started at 23 and I was hiring people, they were either older than me or my age. And then as I grew as a person and as as I got better as a person, I think that's really important. I'm not the same person at 49 that I was at 30, right? You know, at 30, I had young kids. I was always so stressed out. And so I took that stress to work and I was probably the worst boss ever. And and micromanaging, that's my game. I mean, I can micromanage everyone in my life because I'm a control freak. It's just who I am. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that trait in some way. But now that I'm 49 and my kids are older and I have more time to focus on me and making myself a better person, I then feel like I go to work with a better mindset. And while I still feel like I need to micromanage things at work in in many, I mean, a lot, I do feel like that. I have to remember that I have people in place that are actually smarter than me and are actually better at that job than me. So let, so back up, Christy, hold on, let's go. No, don't go in their their lane, leave them alone. Um, When they go through hard times, obviously they know they can come to me and they do, and we're friends and we can share and we can be vulnerable and we can tell secrets and we can have our little fun. But I think just everyone understands, like we have this line and work, that's where work starts. And we just, we have to have that line because it's just important whenever the, whenever the going gets tough, like COVID or hurricane time or geez, anything really, when going gets tough, you have to focus on work and on getting those goals accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So the friendship sort of just stops when those hard times happen because you're just work mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's something too that, like you mentioned, you know, it's something that you learn in time. Mm -hmm. And I think many business owners, myself included, have often approached business with these false expectations that it's going to go a certain way and it's got to be this way. And that the first time I hire, it's going to work out perfectly and I'm going to find my dream employee and they're going to stick with me for the lifetime of my business. And it's like, I don't know where we get these expectations from, but sometimes they're just, they're not realistic and allowing, 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 allowing. That's the key word here. And you've mentioned it many times today. And I I think it is, it is a powerful word in business because when we allow things to grow, when we allow allow things to happen, we learn from it and we become better business owners because of it when we allow ourselves to become better business owners because of it. And there's so much value in that and in really just embracing that flexibility and knowing that it's going to be a ride. It's going to be ups and downs and it's going to be times when, you know, you struggle and then there's going to be times where you celebrate and to embrace all of it Mm -hmm. because 
you know, looking back, you know, there's just, there's so much growth that happens. And when we allow that, you know, we become better for it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really powerful stuff. Christy, I have one question that I ask every guest that comes on the show, but I don't prep anybody for this because I really love to hear just kind of like the knee jerk gut reaction, like whatever it is that first comes up for you. And, you know, when we talk about my company is the effortless life, as many of our listeners know, and really it's because we believe that success in business does not depend on how hard you work. It does not depend on your effort, which is actually a limited resource. And so depending on that, it's only going to ever get you limited results. So we like this idea of creating an effortless life and business. You know, how are you working less, but working not just smarter, but more intentionally, uh, more abundantly working on the things that bring you joy? So the question is this, and I'm really curious to hear your answer. What does it mean to you to live an effortless life? To live an effortless life to me means going to work every day and smiling and being happy and not living every moment stressed out and worried about either where, um, I guess, where the next sale, you know, where the next sale is going to come from. Are we going to be busy this month? Are we going, do we have to slow down buying? Are we going to have a good Christmas? You know, all the worry, the worry is what gets me personally. And I don't want to worry. I want to just enjoy the joy that my company brings to me. I want to want to go to work every day and see those customers and be with my team And it it might be unrealistic really to expect happiness every day, but why can't we? That's what we, that's what we deserve happiness every day. And you just handle the problems with care and then you go back to find your joy, focus on your joy. So an effortless life to me just means being able to breathe in your own space without worry and peace, just having peace. Mm, Yeah. So good. I love that. And where can people find you online and learn more about your company and the beautiful gift baskets that you guys put together and all the things that you do? Where can people connect with you? Um, Thebasketry.com and then also on our Instagram, thebasketry on Instagram. Awesome. Christy, thank you so much for being here today. This was such a fun conversation. I just appreciate you sharing your story and your wisdom and all these little nuggets just for our our business owners who are listening that have gone through hard times, who are struggling to grow right now. And I know that what you've shared has given a lot of value to them. So thank you for that. Thank you, Courtney. I enjoy your podcast so much and I look forward to catching up a little bit. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I am feeling inspired. One of the things that I have been doing lately, and this is just my own little personal journaling practice, which has evolved in so many ways over the years. I have boxes of saved journals, and it's interesting to go back and see at the different times in my life, you know, before kids, when I had time to sit and write for 30 minutes on end and these long journal entries. Well, now I do more like tweet style journaling where it's like maybe a couple of words, sentence at most. It's very quick, just kind of the meat, the nuts and bolts whatever aha or insight or inspiration that hit me that day. And one of the things that I've been doing in the evenings lately, I try to do it every night because it really does, it brings me joy to do this, which is kind of ironic because you'll laugh when you hear what the practice is. It's a joy journaling practice. And what I do, really simple, every night I have a notebook on my nightstand 
and I just reflect on what brought me joy today. And sometimes it's a long list, sometimes it's a short list, but it helps me stay attuned to those things that are bringing me joy. So if that resonates with you, I invite you to try that joy journaling practice. Remember, it can be tweet size, simple little bullet points as to whatever it was that brought you joy today. Because the more we can stay focused on that, just as you heard Christy share a moment ago, the more you will feel joy in your life. You will begin to vibrate at that level. And it's true because I've noticed it in my own life. So that is your marching orders. Walking away from this episode, that's what I invite you to do. And if you've got a topic that you want to hear on the show, I would love to hear from you. We have a really cool new feature on our website. In case you haven't heard me share this before, it's our voicemail feature. You can send me a voicemail now asking me any question you want to ask about business systems, team growth, hiring, whatever you want to know. You know, really my area of expertise is back in business systems for online business owners and podcasting systems for podcasters. So if you got a topic or a question in one of those two categories, feel free to hit me up. All you got to do is go to systemsmadesimple.co and in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, you'll see a little voicemail icon or a little microphone icon. And you click that and you can send me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to answer your question in an upcoming episode. Now, coming up next week, we are talking about the number one reason you're not hitting your revenue goals. And no, it has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing to do with the economy. It has nothing to do with the size of the goals you set. It has nothing to do with you. And you're going to learn the reason that you haven't been hitting those goals and the strategy for knowing your numbers as a visionary leader and why that is so important so that you can begin to set really aligned annual financial goals and dramatically increase your chance of actually hitting them and know what to do quarter by quarter so that you stay on track towards hitting those goals. So that's coming up next week. In the meantime, make sure you tell your friends about the show. And until then, go live your effortless life. I'll see you back here next week. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 